Hello and welcome to Soul Self. I'm your host, Shayna, a board-certified embodiment coach and master energy healer. Here we talk all things magic, love, sex, money, brain, hormones, and energy. You'll walk away with new truth bombs because I love talking about all the things people are thinking but too afraid to say, as well as educating you on everything I know in this mind, body, and soul of mine. You can find ways to work with me and products to enhance your life at bloomshakti.com. Hello and welcome to Soul Self. If you are struggling in any way with your identity or think that you're a people pleaser, this episode's for you because I'm going to break down people pleasing from all sides possible and I really aim for you to walk away knowing why people develop this trait and how to identify signs of people pleasing. So there are some more obvious signs, but there's definitely many of which you might not even be aware. So I'm going to review all of this for you, take it a step further, explain how this behavior really affects your mental and physical health and your relationships too. So let's dive into it. First off, if you are ready to let go of your people-pleasing, working with me one-on-one consistently will help. However, beginning of 2023, I will be having a program called Shakti Alchemy, and that is going to be my trauma healing program for women. So you'll definitely want to keep your eye out on that. And for men, we have one-on-one sessions. I don't have a program for men yet, but... I feel like it'll happen next year, so I'm super excited. I really invite you to kind of invite you into wanting to change because people-pleasing is damaging, more damaging than you might think, and self-awareness is important, right? Like, if you have the awareness and you have the desire to change, then you have the motivation to change, so... If you want to work deeper, then definitely check out the website, bloomshakti.com, because healing happens in layers, and it does take time. So I feel like being aware is the biggest thing, and you're here listening, so welcome. (laughs) So if you're a people pleaser, often what has happened is you've grown up in an environment where you basically did not feel safe speaking up and doing you. You only felt safe when you were keeping the peace, when you were not being vocal, when you were not rocking the boat, and when you could ensure that you were basically keeping shit from exploding, right? So let's say, for example, as a kid, you were... Let's say you grew up in a very chaotic household that made you feel unsafe. And as a result, the way that you adapted to it was ensuring that you never rejected anyone, like anyone else's ideas. You never spoke up to yourself. You were never too expressive or too emotional with your emotions that you didn't have. So, okay. So what happens as an adult is literally that same exact thing. You don't know how to drop boundaries. You don't want to upset people. You're constantly afraid of rejecting people. You don't want to rock the boat. And the main thing is you fucking lose yourself. You're not your authentic self. You are 
very afraid of being ridiculed, shamed, yelled at, anything like that. And you're pretty much constantly living in a state of stress. That will show up as gut health, hormonal issues, and certain relationship patterns, anxiety, depression, OCD tendencies, um, inability to concentrate, procrastinating, perfectionism. That's how it shows up, which is very fucking debilitating. So I want you to take notes from this episode, listen to it once, listen to it twice to take notes, and ensure that you, if you are serious about healing this shit, that you get into a one-on-one session or into Shakti Alchemy. Because honestly, once you work with me in Shakti Alchemy, you're never going to have to work with me. And my thing is, I don't want to have to work with my clients for more than two years because I've definitely created all the main programs um, um, in regards to like trauma healing work. And if you need me year after year after year after year, then something's not right. But I literally give you the keys, the tools of everything so you can continue with peeling those layers. So I want to give you some examples of how you can identify people-pleasing, okay? If you're a bit of a people-pleaser. If you struggle to say no to others. If you have feelings of anger or guilt towards yourself. If you are constantly taking on responsibility to take off like shit off other people's plate even if you're already overwhelmed if you have a lot of fear setting clear professional or even non-professional boundaries if people walk all over you and you're a doormat that's people pleasing tendency Um, if you're put in a situation where you need to speak up whether it's for yourself a situation whether it's to bring an opinion to the table to defend someone you go into a feeling of discomfort or intense anxiety and stress and severe codependency in relationships. I kind of put that to the side because the way that it shows up is I depend on you to feel a certain way. And I'm actually going to have an episode on codependency because I feel like in the personal development space, everyone's like, you can't be codependent, you can't be codependent. However, As human beings, we are communal beings. We are codependent. We do depend on other people. So I'll definitely have an episode on that later. But as an example, as a child, you may learn that if you were to talk back to your parents, that will create or cause an even scarier and more threatening situation. There could be punishment for talking back, there could be, and let's not be nanny parents, right? No, what is, let's not be the parents that let our kids get away with fucking murder. That's not what I'm saying. It's important that your kid doesn't think it's okay to talk back and do whatever the fuck they want as a six-year-old. But when the fear of talking back is a full-on stress response of intense punishment, that is then going to create a lot of trauma. Another example is mm, another example is if you as a kid felt like expressing your emotions was going to lead to a fight or some kind of chaos in the family. 
that creates this feeling of like me expressing myself is dangerous or wrong. And then especially if a situation happens or happened when you were a kid or teenager where you were expressing yourself and it gives you the feeling or the idea or the knowing really, right? And it's because it's happened before. You having any kind of assertiveness to situation is going to lead you to your body going into a flight, fight, flight response or fawn response. It has you create the story of me expressing myself could kill me. Because that response is a very primal response where your primitive brain kicks in thinking that there's a fucking full-on danger in the wild. When maybe you just grew up in an abusive household or maybe you didn't but your brain is giving the illusion, the response that you'll die whether you will or won't, right? So if you... Another example is if you have difficulty identifying your own feelings that can be a sign that you have major people-pleasing tendencies. If you feel like you don't have a strong personal identity, that's a really good one to look out for. If you are constantly trying to appease everyone, obviously, um, but also if you're always seeking others' opinions to determine if your opinion is safe to express, that is a huge one. So we live in a society where You can be heavily shamed and wrong for believing in something or having an opinion on something, you know, like some shit that Susan doesn't agree with, right? Especially on social media. And what happens as a result is you're tiptoeing around everything. And especially with an online business, you're tiptoeing around because you're afraid to piss someone off and being heavily shamed. So you kind of put this feeler out of like, will this opinion of mine be an issue. If it's going to be an issue, then I'm not going to put it out there, right? So if you are, um, if you are most importantly, neglecting, rejecting, not listening to whatever you want to input there, rejecting or neglecting your own values and beliefs, that is a real big sign that you're a people pleaser and this is a really important one because for a lot of people when they start dating and getting into relationships they without realizing let go of or neglect their own beliefs or their most important values and then later down the track in the relationship it's like fuck I have given up and rejected the really important things that I knew I needed And now I'm in this relationship and part of me feels like, what the fuck happened? Really important thing to make sure that you call out for yourself and of course, stop trying to do it, right? Like the fourth type of response that's actually often, you've probably heard about it, um, especially like in murder mysteries and shit, there's like fight, flight, freeze and then there's fawn right so what happens with fawn is basically people will give up themselves to appease a potential source of threat obviously in um, extreme 
cases, it's like a kidnapper. But day-to-day, it could be your friend, your boss, your mom, whatever, right? You basically give up your values, your own self, to appease another person that's generally giving them a source of threat, whether they're not, they are or not, but they're perceiving that there's a threat, right? So what happens is them fawning, um, them fawning, them changing themselves is an attempt to avoid conflict. So when we talk about trauma separate to murders and kidnappings and those kind of things, you've probably heard of Stockholm Syndrome. It's basically the same thing. So in a more realistic situation where most of us have probably done this in some shape or form, um, fawning happens when in childhood a traumatic event happens, whether it's big or small. It's how we perceived it as a kid. So let's go to our kid mind. We perceived it as a kid as something that's bad and dangerous. And what happens is as a kid, we learn to fawn to avoid any conflict. Whether the conflict is physical, emotional, you know, mental, verbal abuse, it's literally like a rejection, a feeling of I've done something wrong. Whatever it is that you avoid feeling that feeling again. The child, you, is basically trying to keep their caregiver, mom, dad, whether adopted, whatever, right? Trying to keep them happy so that they can stay, they can, so the kid can stay safe. So the mom, dad, aunt, uncle, whoever it is, doesn't go into an explosive state or doesn't shut them down, make them feel wrong, whatever it is. I want to remind you that Trauma is on a scale, and this relates to everyone. So for some of you, this might be, I did that to make sure my dad didn't beat my ass. For some of you, it might be, I did that to stop feeling like I was the wrong child, sibling, right? Um, Or just to not feel rejected. Or to stop feeling like I was left out in groups and schools. Whatever the situation is, that's the fawning, okay? And remember, you can fawn people your age too. It's essentially you not being rejected or hurt. So think about those kind of feelings where it elicits a response of I'm not safe. So you're avoiding it as a kid, child, teenager, those things coming up in your body. Okay. So that is basically people pleasing in a nutshell and understanding the trauma behind it. So What's really important to understand is people pleasers will literally believe that it is better to give away their needs, their rights, their preferences to ensure that the relationship stays stable and to ensure that they quote unquote feel loved as best as they can. It's all a response of trying to feel safe. So what's important to understand is if this is a response of me trying to feel safe, what is that doing to my body, to my physical body, to my mental health as well? Let's go to physical body first. What is that doing to my physical body? I'm constantly feeling unsafe. There's this constant underlying state of stress of me feeling like avoiding feeling safe, right? That shows up as digestive gut issues, bowel movement, bowel movement issues, Leaky gut, um, 
all those kind of things. Because what's really important to understand is one, energetically we hold a safety feeling in our stomach and the vagus nerve is connected from our brain to our gut. So when we have this stress response going off, it's literally fucking up our gut and not to mention every other organ at the same time. And the catch 22 is when our gut is messed up, that then causes our mindset to be, you know, because now we know serotonin is, a lot of serotonin is actually produced in the gut. So when your gut health, which I'm sure a lot of you have experienced this before, if you've done any kind of gut health work, but when your gut health is off, your feelings, moody, irritability, the brain fog, it's harder to concentrate. All of that creates the bad gut health as well because you get frustrated, stressed, and that creates it. It's just fucked up, okay? So that's why it's important to work on the two things at once. Like, let's say when someone comes to me with people-pleasing issues and a shit ton of trauma and gut health issues, we got to work on all of it at the same time because we don't want to be working on one and the other one is fucking up the work that we're actually doing, right? If we're just working on the trauma side of things, but your gut health is still off and it's sending an anxious response to your brain all the time, which is actually making you randomly stressed about things, causing the feelings of unsafety to come back. Can you see how that's not really working? You have to be doing both things at once. Modern medicine is fantastic. I'm a big advocate for we need it, obviously. Um, I've needed it many times before. And what we need to understand is modern medicine does not have a preventative approach. And even if you have a fucking nutrition degree or whatever, right? I mean, I have my master's in healthcare administration and I dropped out of physician school, okay? But nowhere in modern medicine is there a preventative approach because it doesn't make money, right? Capitalism is all about making money. It's not about fixing a problem. And I was actually talking to someone about this yesterday is something I always say to myself and like clients and even about my business People who ask or like marketing people that I've, you know, like talked to before, they're like, what's your retention rate, right? And they're like, oh, it's good to have a high retention rate. And I'm like, no, it's not. If clients are needing me year after year after year, I'm not doing my job well enough. My job is to make myself redundant to my clients because then I know I've done a good job. Now, granted, some clients will want years with me and Someone who really wants to get into tip-top shape, they're going to want like at least two years, right? Because a lot of shit happens in two years that helps you to keep healing. Things get triggered in new ways. You get into relationships, you have breakups, jobs change. All those things are important. But two years is a good time to do heavy work, trauma work. Because you have a lot more self-awareness and tools, integration. You've got everything to go forward, you know? And when I see, like, these therapists have clients for, like, 10 years, I'm like, holy shit. Like, are we seeing the issue here? Like, you have to continuously try to fix something for 10 years. Tells me that the thing isn't actually being fixed. It's like this illusion of, 
this thing being fixed, but it's really just a band-aid. And a lot of therapy, a lot of therapy, not all, a lot of therapy is a band-aid because it doesn't get to the root, right? Okay, sorry, that's like a whole other side note. Um, so with Western medicine, modern medicine, same shit, the lack of preventative approach means that we look at things in terms of gut health and we just see take a drug. We don't see let's, let's fix the root and look at all the things that can be affecting the gut right? Not just what you're eating, not just your lifestyle choices, but also the trauma, the stress that you've been under. What other things do we also need to be looking at? That is a holistic approach and an approach that is really going to fix the problem. Because modern medicine, it dismisses the connection between trauma and physical health issues. But the thing is, the chronic, the root of chronic pain, fatigue, nervous system issues, OCD, gut issues, it's all rooted in the brain's response to things and the body's response to things. So we need to be looking at things from two angles, right? And what's really important to also understand is our vagus nerve, it has a lot of branches of sensory fibers that also run through the lungs, the heart, your reproductive system, genitals, every major organ it runs through, and the brain. So if you are in a constant state of trauma, you'll see fertility issues, hormonal imbalances, your period getting fucked up, you'll see heart palpitations, you will see difficulty breathing. That is why we have all these fucking issues, because our body is interconnected, deeply interconnected. So you doing a quick mindset thing, it's not actually going to fucking fix the issue. It's great for you. It's a great starting point for a lot of you. For example, like my pre-recorded healing programs or my program Boundary Queen or even like my money program, my program Womb Temple, there's recorded healings in there and also practices. And in Womb Temple, we really dive into laying the foundation to balance the gut microbiome. So even meditations and stuff that I have, like for my telegram curls, it helps shift your energy, which is a really good starting point, right? Because you have to want to do this work too, guys. Like what I want you to understand when I'm talking about this stuff, like people-pleasing tendencies, is If you are being a people pleaser and not wanting to fix it, that's literally because you're people pleasing. And it's a fear that if I'm no longer a people pleaser, if I'm no longer making sure everyone's happy, it's this danger response of what's going to happen. Is everyone going to hate me? Am I going to be rejected? There's so many things that need to be factored in when you're wanting to heal something. So when you want to heal people-pleasing, a question I want to ask you guys, if you want to heal it, let's say, do you actually want to heal it? Do you no longer want to be giving yourself away? Do you no longer want to feel like you have no real identity? Are you ready to actually draw boundaries, put your foot down, rock the boat sometimes? 
Because for a lot of people, it seems like a good idea, but they're fucking afraid to do it. Doesn't mean that you need to not be afraid when you come to me, for example. You can be afraid, but you identifying that fear is what's important. Because a lot of people go into this work, they don't identify that fear, and then they wonder why it's not working. Or they wonder why they keep self-sabotaging or keep going back to bad behaviors. It's because they're afraid of the truest version of themselves. It's not about changing yourself into someone that you don't know. You're actually going to get a sensation of like, I'm home. You're going to get a sensation of, this is what it feels like to know who the fuck I am. To do what makes me happy. And to actually be happy alone. A lot of people, they link that to codependency and people-pleasing, right? But they don't know how to be alone because they're constantly worried about everyone else but themselves. Right? You could be at work and you're constantly worried about, is your husband more happy with you? Is your boss happy with you? Do your colleagues around you hate you? It's this constant like, state of being very worried about what everyone else is thinking of you. It's And social anxiety, right? And what happens with that is you become so outwardly focused that that's what then causes not just the gut health issue, right? It creates, it causes um, chronic fatigue, right? I've had clients who have tried everything, going to a naturopath, taking the herbs, everything to fix their chronic fatigue. But what it was, was a subconscious state in them as a 27-year-old or whatever, where they're constantly worried about pleasing their fucking dad, or constantly worried about doing a good job at work, or constantly worried about getting in trouble. And I know this relates to so many of you, just because you're not aware of it or you don't feel it, doesn't mean it's not affecting you. Because the thing is, you become accustomed to what you're used to. And this is where addictions come in. It can be addictive to be a people pleaser. And what happens is we literally get addicted to this familiar feeling. And anything outside of this familiar feeling starts to feel dangerous. So starting to draw a boundary feels dangerous, right? So if you need to draw boundaries... It might not even be a fit for you to do the Boundary Queen Masterclass. If you're going to go into a full state freakout, trauma response, trying to draw boundaries, right? Or if you are in Boundary Queen, but you can't get through, you can't do it, that means you need to join Chuck the Alchemy because we're going to be diving into all the trauma work. Or you need to book one-on-one sessions and be consistent for like three months. So it's really, really important to get to the root of these things. And it all starts on a subconscious and energetic level. And if you're someone that does self-sabotage and you're afraid of changing and doing this work, then I really urge you to do this work with me, a one-on-one session via Zoom, because It doesn't matter whether it's via Zoom or like in person, but the thing is you can't self-sabotage if you're on video with me. 
or in person with me. Because if you're taking a program, then you could be doing multiple things at once and not paying attention, right? So if you struggle to go deep, then I highly recommend one-on-one sessions or Shakti Alchemy because nothing is going to fucking get in the way. Nothing is going to get in the way. And you're going to be in an environment that you can get animalistic and primal, you know? And that's what's missing from our society. (laughs) So the last thing I want to say on people-pleasing to kind of wrap all this up for you is I want you to reflect on the situations in your life where you feel afraid of being rejected, neglected, being even abused, being told that you're crazy or wrong, whatever it is where you feel basically like you have to appease someone else in order to feel safe. I want you to think about that and take some time to really ponder on that question because it's a really important question that a lot of us don't take time to reflect on. And it can be very life-changing because you being aware of the things that you do subconsciously, the ways that you reject yourself, you can start coming home to yourself. It is powerful to know the ways in which you reject yourself because we reject our values, our beliefs, our desires. We reject them a lot more than we think because at the end of the day, We just want to be loved and accepted and validated and a part of a community. We really do. And since the pandemic, this has definitely gotten worse. There's actually a very interesting split since COVID. I I should do an episode on this. Half of us have become very anxious. And then there's another half of us who have become very avoidant and lost and Those of you that have become people pleasers since COVID, it's generally unconscious. You're not going to be aware of it, but I want you to be aware of it so we can start to fix it. So I hope you enjoyed this episode about people pleasing and that it helped you realize the reasoning behind people pleasing and the fact that it's damaging to you, your relationships. You know, if we think about how people pleasing, let's do two examples. How is people-pleasing damaging to your relationships? And how is people-pleasing damaging to your work? Okay? So if damaging, it's damaging to your relationships. Let's say you and your partner get into a fight and you are shutting down how you are feeling in the fight and how you have experienced situations that happened before the fight because you just want it to be over and you don't want to be rejected by him and you're feeling really scared in that situation that he's going to leave you. I hope you got lots of empowerment from today's episode. I'd be really grateful if you could leave a review as a simple energy exchange or share this podcast and feel free to tag me on Instagram, Bloom Shakti. Help me to live my purpose, adding value to others' lives. To work with me or for products to enhance your life, check out bloomshakti.com.